Sadly, the unbeaten run is no more. The Kansas City Chiefs are now 5-1 after being beaten by the annoying Pittsburgh Steelers 19-13 at Arrowhead. Hi and welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad Reaction Show. I'm Brad Simcox and joined again by the boss man this week, Tom Childs. Uh, no Dave though, because uh, apparently he's jet-lagged. So, uh, But anyway, we're going to fly just me and, me and Tom, pilot and co-pilot. Let's go for it. How's it going, mate? You alright? No. <laughs> I've had a really bad few days. Really? Um, yeah, with everything, to be honest. Sport's been rubbish. Yeah. Arsenal lost. Brighton conceded a last-minute penalty to um, Everton, which Rooney yeah. scored. The Chiefs lost. My yeah. fantasy team lost for the first time. It was 5-1. Um, Tottenham as we record are currently beating Real Madrid uh, and worst of all I decided to ruin a Chicago Towns pizza just before coming on air now that's out of all of that that's probably the worst thing you can do yeah I'm pretty miffed off like normally when you buy the Chicago Town pizzas you get like a baking tray inside it yeah and it didn't have it so I thought ah sod it I'll just put it on the shelf and see what happens and that's normally okay with a thin crust pizza <laughs> yeah but I put I put a thicker pizza on the straight onto the tray, and I, after ten minutes, the buzzer went off. I thought I'll go and turn it quickly, and um, it was all over my oven floor. So oh. no pizza for Tom, and I'm sitting here starving. Uh, well, not starving because that would be a bad word to use. Really, I'm I'm, ne- I'm never starving. <laughs> yeah, I'm Hank hungry. Marvin. I'm hungry. I'm peckish, and all I can see on my kitchen side is the remains of. A Chicago Towns barbecue pizza. So it actually melted <laughs> through. Yeah, melted through. So it, it didn't just like burn the bottom because I've done that before, where it's just burned the bottom of the pizza. No, it's no, just black. it just you know like the gaps obviously in between the shelves. It just decided to fall through it. It just <laughs> melted and just. Do you know what? actually? There's a friend of mine did that, Jamie. I mean, if he's listening to the show, he'll he'll uh, he'll laugh at this bit because he invited me around. I think it was for a Super Bowl. I can't remember what it was now, but um, he put a pizza on. He put like one of these square pizzas on a, on a you know, just literally on the grill. Yeah, and we'd forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> and when he when he actually realised, I remember him. I could hear this scraping in the kitchen. I was like, "What the hell is he doing?" And uh, he came in with these like burnt pizza strips. Because <laughs> he had to scrape them off the shelf. So uh, yeah, I can I can I can feel your pain there, mate. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, so, me, are you in, me in the house on your own at the minute. Yeah, well, little man's asleep. So if I dart off at any minute and you all of a sudden hear silence, you know why. Um, <laughs> and just me talking, going Tom. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Honestly, I I am a nightmare with cooking. Um, I'm just useless at it. I remember once. When I was younger, when I lived back with my mum, and I actually put a, a microwavable curry in the microwave, and I come back like a few minutes later, and my microwave was on fire in the kitchen. So I um, just <laughs> unplugged it, picked it up, shouted to my brothers, "Get out of the way! Get out of the way!" <laughs> like, proper drama, and just went and chucked it out the back window <laughs> into the garden and just let it. What the whole let, microwave and everything? Yeah, the whole microwave. Yeah, <laughs> that was another dinner ruined. Um, yeah, no, I'm no good with cooking. If anyone wants to be my personal chef, then. Um, Feel free, feel free. I'll, I'll let you live here for free. Just cook for me, please, because I just, I, I hate cooking with a passion. I if anybody, cook. if anybody knows how to get Tom on uh, next year's Bake Off, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. By the way, which is a really good show. I do really enjoy Bake Off. Bake Off, yeah, yeah, it's not too bad, is it? It's not too bad. Especially now that Noel Fielding's doing it. I do enjoy it. No, it was uh, Lego Masters. Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't. People have Lego Masters. It it's a bit like Bake Off, but they've got to build like they've they've got tasks to build different things. Oh, um, nice. But yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. It's like Bake Off, but better. <laughs> With Lego, obviously. <laughs> With Lego. Who I doesn't like Lego? I actually thought it was quite funny that um, we did a gold member draw a few weeks ago, and we one of the prizes was a Lego helmet. Yeah. And the the only Dane in our pool of gold members <laughs> won was the, the one that won the Lego. I was <laughs> <laughs> so. like, ah, oh, what the heck, man? Come on, can't get away I've from got, stuff. I've got buckets buckets of it upstairs. I don't need I'm any swimming more. in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought that was quite kind of funny that he won that. <laughs> Poor Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a busman's kind of holiday thing, that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Ooh, Win some Lego. Oh, yeah. on the plus side. Whoa, whoa. On the plus side, things he's looking up. Real Madrid have just scored. So it's now one all. You've got the game on? Well, no, I've got soccer special on the background. I can't afford BT Sport as well as Sky Sports. Come on, Brad. <laughs> Oh, that many... don't pay that much yeah, exactly yeah there's, there's that many channels though to get these days you, do, you can't keep up can you exactly. anyway we're rambling on here let's uh, let's let's just cut to it we're, we're procrastinating a bit here aren't we because uh, we don't really want to talk about a defeat uh, for the Chiefs so um, let's get it over and done with what went wrong what went right would be a better question I should imagine <laughs> yeah. um, be a shorter list wouldn't it exactly um, everything um, from top to bottom, from coaching down to all the players, uh, everything went wrong. Um, I'm glad it all happened in the same game, and we weren't covering for other other positions, as it were. Um, Alex Smith didn't play well. The O line didn't play well. Defense wasn't great. He probably did enough, but he didn't play well. Bob Sutton wasn't at his best. The play calling wasn't his best. Andy Reid wasn't particularly clever with some of his decision making um, it all went wrong and the one team we don't want it to go wrong against is the Pittsburgh Steelers because they play well enough against us um, yeah. they have our number it's three times in a row now that they've beaten us relatively comfortably I wouldn't say the player two most recent have been overwhelmingly comfortable for the Steelers but they've always done enough mm. and I'm getting annoyed with them now because I'm, we're not massive fans of the Steelers in general. I think they're a dirty football team. Yeah. But we'll get onto that a little bit later. Um, they've just got our number. I, I don't. I can't put on my finger on why. It seems to be the case, doesn't it? Um, it's it's strange as well that our hurry up offense towards the end was having far more luck than what it was the actual original game plan. Yeah. Why why don't we just have the hurry up offense right the way through for all four quarters just to get to get the ball down the field because Smith seemed to come to life a bit more in like the last eight minutes of the fourth quarter because they were doing this hurry up offense. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I echo your thoughts as well. I mean, uh, the the O line kept collapsing. Um, we just couldn't sort that out, and it it made. Smith have to rush the passes, and uh, we know what it's like when when Smith's having to rush. Uh, it just it just goes wayward, doesn't it? I mean, there was a few things there, a few passes that he made. I think to Demarcus Robinson, where he overshot him in the end zone and things like that. It was it. We were playing to their tune, weren't we? We were playing to the Steelers' tune. Yeah, it wasn't we start, our game plan at all, was it? 
No, absolutely not. If we start with the O line, it all started going wrong on the very first drive. You've got Cam Irving straight away getting done with a halt for a holding call on Stefan Truitt, and then the very next play, um, Zach Fulton, who to be fair has been a very good replacement for Mitch Morse. Oh, he has. Yeah. He's not quite Mitch Morse level, but he has been more than serviceable. Um, sends a snap over Alex's head, and then straight away we've got the safety. So uh, as soon as that happens, you're sitting there thinking this is going to be one of those days the Steelers are going to pound us and pound us and pound us, and they're going to beat us. Mm. But then of course the the free kick happens immediately after the safety and Jesson recovers it after a mix up between Juju Smith and um, Antonio Brown you're thinking hang on that, that's a momentum swing immediately the Chiefs yeah. have got an opportunity to put points back on the board after a drive each the Chiefs have a point up so you're thinking no this could be the day but then Le'Veon Bell happened and like I, I'm a big fan of Le'Veon Bell um I think he's a great runner in terms of like fantasy, for example. I've been fortunate enough to draft him for the last four years uh, in my fantasy teams, and it's paid dividends, uh, yeah. that is for sure. He just puts up big numbers, but there's no other runner like Le'Veon Bell in this league. No. I haven't seen a runner like him in a long, long time. Like, we mentioned it last time we played the Steelers. The patience is what sticks out to us. He's just happy to let his, his blocks develop, and... The Steelers O line seems to be able to handle the Chiefs D line. Mm. I think what it was it 172 yards, something like that, wasn't 32 it? 32 yeah. carries. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. That's like it's a, a big workload for him. But if he's gonna get if he's gonna get the yards, of course they're gonna feed him. And I again. Bob Sutton did not have an answer for for Le'Veon Bell. No, I mean that's the key thing that uh, yeah I, he was a menace right the way through the game, wasn't he? Um, but what you're saying there about his patience and things, um, I mentioned this before in one of my uh, YouTube videos, that he seems to not look at the scrimmage line, but he looks at the linebackers behind. And if if the linebackers are overcommitting, going straight into the scrimmage line, it seems as though he, it plays into his hands because he then reads it and goes, oh, I'll run round them, or I'll, go, I'll, I'll pick this hole. You know, it, it, it just has that canny knack, doesn't he? Just a... Uh, just a really good, patient player. Yeah, you, you're summing it up perfectly. He's a very, very good, patient running back. And yeah, it's annoying. Must, it's <laughs> it's, it's annoying. highly annoying, and it must be highly frustrating as a defender to to play against. Like, if you're a linebacker and you've been told to plug a gap, which gap do you plug? Because it doesn't yeah. matter if you plug gap A or gap B. Because Le'Veon Bell's going to wait for Gap C to come open. Yeah. So it must be highly infuriating. And then, obviously, you've got the other weapon in the Steelers' offense, which is Antonio Brown. Mm. Who? Yeah. Is, he's a brilliant receiver in like any. He's phenomenal. Like, for the last three or four years, he has consistently been the best wide receiver in this league. Yeah. Like, as good as Odell Beckham is, as good as Julio Jones is, but... Antonio Brown is week in, week out, great stat line, great catches, great dancing, <laughs> I must add. Um, I am a big fan of his celebrations. He did get flagged uh, for one of them, though, didn't he? No, that was Le'Veon Bell that got flagged. Oh, was it? Ah, oh, right, yes, it was. For the punch bag. Yeah, it the was. Punch bag. No, Antonio Brown's like celebration, to be fair, actually, was pretty good to start off with, with the dancing, but then it kept panning to him on the bench uh, like three or four minutes later, and he's still doing different handshakes <laughs> with different players. Forget about remembering the playbook, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think it panned to one, um, one moment when he was actually teaching a player 
a handshake as well. So, um, yeah, maybe he goes a little bit too far sometimes. But back to his play, yeah, he's he's unstoppable. Okay, he was pretty fortunate with, with his touchdown, but less said about Philip Gaines at the moment, the better, because I think it will make us all a little bit angry. I actually looked away. I thought he had that. What, Philip Gaines yeah. before he had the interception? Yeah, when he jumped up, I thought, oh, he's got this. You know when you like kind of put your head down and like ready to tweet kind of thing. And next thing I turn around and and Brown's zipping off into the into the end zone. I thought, what the hell happened there? Um, what what did happen there? He he had his head turned. He had the ball ready there to be intercepted, and it went through his hands. Yeah, hit him in the helmet. And next thing you know, Antonio Brown's in the end zone. Is that the second Is time it? that the ball's hit him in the helmet and the team's gone on for a touchdown? It wouldn't surprise me to be honest. Like there was one last year against the Broncos when he was looking the wrong direction. And the, the players running off with the ball in the end zone. I'm um, sure he did it against the Eagles. Or was that oh, was that somebody else? I don't know. To be honest. No, that was. I remember it happened with Kelsey. Kelsey got hit in the head, and the ball ended up um, where Albert Wilson had to. No, it was definitely a cornerback. I, I, I'll, I'll have okay. to have a look. I'll have to look at some footage. But um, yeah, I'm sure that's happened. No, twice, I know which one you're talking about. You're talking about the um, Terence Mitchell one. Where that's he lost the, the, track one. the ball. That's the one. And ended up in Zach Ertz's hands. Yeah, that's the one you're talking oh. about. Uh, we got there eventually. Um, <laughs> we need yeah, Dave. A... This is what we need Dave for. <laughs> He'd be like, no, no, shut up, you two. You don't know what you're on about. <laughs> but there's a reason why Philip Gaines is a, a cornerback and not a receiver. Because, <laughs> like, I would catch that. You would catch that. Yeah. My nan would catch that. Um, I'm pretty sure my next-door neighbour would catch it. Maybe Henry won't even catch Bronco it. Bronco Billy but, um, could have caught that. Bronco Billy would have caught it. Like, <laughs> it. In cricket terms, it was a dolly. Yeah. And... Somehow he let it slip, and had he had caught that, would have been we would have had the ball around our own forty-yard line, with three minutes to play and only one point behind. So we could have mm. fed Kareem Hunt, and then just drove upfield slowly but surely, methodically. Obviously tried to score a touchdown, but then settled for a field goal on the lead. So yeah, that one that huge... one took the wind out of the sails, didn't it? Yeah, it was a huge moment in the game because all of a sudden, with three minutes to play, the Chiefs are nine points down. Mm. And they've got to score twice, which, to be fair, they almost did. But had had they not done that stupid, stupid <laughs> decision to not kick a field goal on fourth and two, the last two drives or last three drives would have looked completely different. Yeah, the play calling would have been different. We'd have been able to bring use the run game. We'd have been able to open up the offense a little bit more. We wouldn't have had to have been so one-dimensional. I was so angry, and I'm angry now thinking about it at the time with that play call. Do you know why he did it? Please enlighten me because I'm still angry now. <laughs> the reason he did it is if you if you watch the game back, that was pretty much our only time where we were actually in the red zone. Mm-hmm. And I think he thought, are we ever going to get? Back to that point again with this Steelers defense, and I think he thought I'm going to go for it and try and get the touchdown because I don't want to be trying to get back here again, you know that kind of thing. But it is frustrating because you want to kind of chip away at the at the lead because I think it would have it would have narrowed it down to like three points then, wouldn't it? Yeah, at the time you've got an, you've got an opportunity to take it down to a single score game, and you cannot pass that up, especially with that amount of time left on the on the clock. It was like 12 minutes left at the time. And it's not even, it's like, it's not fourth and inches. It's fourth and two. Yeah. Your offense hasn't moved the ball well at all, all game. It's obviously going to be a harder play call because obviously the 
The field is much shorter. Mm-hmm. They've got their zone defense in, which seem to be coping fine with the Chiefs passing off at the time. Why the hell are you making that call? Mm-hmm. Get the points on the board, trust your defense, and then later in the game, you'll get another opportunity. But that play call set the trend for all the all the drives after that it made Mm -hmm. the play calling much harder it made the offense much harder to execute and ultimately proved the difference because on that last drive when we get into when we're trying to score points we could have ran the ball on first down ran the ball on second down and then left ourselves with a third third manageable but instead because we had to score a touchdown instead of three points we we're rushing everything and trying to go long. Okay, Smith missed on a couple of play, a couple of plays, and I'm not I'm not trying to excuse Smith from any blame because he did by far and away have his worst game of the season. But that play call was huge. That and the Philip Gaines moment were easily the two biggest moments of that game, and the Chiefs fluffed their lines on both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I you know what I'm like with with the likes of Alex Smith. Um, I, I'm sure a lot of people thought that I was smiling from A to A. I really wasn't. <laughs> I really wasn't because uh, I wanted this uh, Alex Smith 2.0 to keep uh, to keep on you know keep on flying. But I mean, on Smith, and I'm not I'm not going to blame him for a lot of it. I mean, he was just part of. He was another cog that was failing, really, wasn't it? In the whole in the whole team, mm-hmm. but. What I do want to point out is he he managed to keep a couple of those players alive. Yeah. Um, he could he looked as though he's going to get sacked on a, two or three occasions, and he managed to escape uh, and extend the play. But um, it's it's what he did later on in the game where he was trying to rush it too much, and I can again I can understand why he did it because the offensive line wasn't working that well. Um, but yeah, it's like I said, it's just another cog that that failed in the machine, really, didn't it? Yeah, and he was the subject of one of the dirtiest hits I think I've ever oh, seen, yeah. or cheapest hits I've ever seen in in all of my years of watching American football. Um, Mike Mitchell, you're a scumbag. Yeah. Um, to put it politely, that was nasty. That was really, really nasty. Um, there was no need to hit Alex in the in the back of the legs like that. He's claimed that he's pushed. He was nudged. It does look like he's he pushed, nudged. but if you're a big, uh, you're a big American football player, you're not going to fall no. that easy, are you? Exactly. You're not going to, you're not going to get a little nudge like that and then use it to throw yourself at the back of someone's knees three seconds after mm. they've thrown the ball, scumbag. And I've got no time for plays like that, after, especially if this weekend after losing Aaron Rodgers to what I think was a clean hit, by the way. Yeah. But. Um, you don't want to see. We talked about injuries last week. We don't want to see these good players being injured. And Alex Smith at the moment is was the hottest, well, is the hottest quarterback, mm-hmm. quarterback in the league. You don't want to see him missing a season to hits like that, dirty hits like that. The league have really got to come down on hits mm-hmm. like this because there was no need for it. And a fifteen-yard penalty in the game is nothing. It's it's not. Like if you if you said to your coach beforehand, like he wouldn't admit it in public, but I tell you what, would you take a 15-yard penalty to not have Aaron Rodgers playing in this game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's it's you it's, it's it's almost like the uh, the punishment doesn't match the crime kind of thing, does it? Yeah, and like the Saints got caught a few years ago for the whole bounty hunting thing, and they got punished accordingly. But I think hits like that, which are just so blatantly cheap. Mm. Well, look at the West one. Look at the one on West. Yeah, and Hill. Or make ejection like it is in mm-hmm. college, and then a multiple game bans. 
not one game ban, multiple game bans, because it's the only way you're going to get these players to stop doing it. You ban, ban Mike Mitchell for a month mm. and without pay, he's never going to try that shit again. Excuse my French, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Beep. Yeah. Um, just, just get it out of the game. There's no need for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting angry now because you can tell I'm getting angry because my, my voice is starting to go a little bit You're high going pitched. high, yeah. Yeah, you do do that. <laughs> yeah. don't you? I either go high-pitched or I cry. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> it's going high-pitched, thankfully. Well, I want to I, I talk about one, neg- one more negative before we get on to the very scarce positives. Um, Marcus Peters. His, mm-hmm. his tackling at the minute, I saw... I don't know who it was on. I think it might have been Antonio Brown. I don't know if it might have been Bryant, but there was. I think there was about four yards to uh, to make up, and uh, the Steelers actually did a, a almost like a screen pass. Mm-hmm. And P- Peters is flying down towards the receiver, and I thought he's going to take his head off. He's going to go from here because the the guy was still adjusting, ready to turn round and and you know head up the field. And I thought, smash him, just go into him. And Peters stopped. He stopped, looked at the player run past him, and I think it might have been Sorensen had to take him out or something after that. And I was like, what is he doing? He's always going for the ball. But it was like, he had the momentum, he had the advantage in that play, and I thought, what is he doing? And it wasn't just that one play either, there was a few where he's almost wanting to, A, trying to rip the ball out of the, the, the receiver's hand, or, I don't know what he's doing. I really don't know what he's doing. I think, I think what it is with Marcus Peters is that he always wants to get the ball. He always wants to make a game-changing mm-hmm. play. And so whenever someone is running at him, he doesn't think about getting the, the offensive player on the floor. He's thinking about, right, I want that ball in my yeah. hands. And you have to take the rough with the smooth for it because if you're telling the guy, right, we know what we want you to do is wrap up and put your guy to the floor, then... Plays like last year against Carolina when he ripped the ball out of Kelvin Benjamin's hands aren't going to happen. Yeah. So you can afford, maybe, maybe the Chiefs can afford one player that doesn't tackle well. Yeah. Uh, I thought on Sunday no one tackled well. No, no. If I'm being didn't. perfectly honest. Um, but maybe Marcus Peters, because he, he has this ability to get the ball, um, maybe you just got to allow it because I, I personally don't want to see that ability to make game changing plays taken out of his game mm-hmm. which which would happen if he tackled properly mm-hmm. um, he slows the, he slows players down oh he does he's, he's so, tracking and everything like that is brilliant yeah he, he slows them down so he does give the rest of the defence a chance to catch up and bring the players to the floor um, but I just think you've got to weigh it up in your head and say what type of Marcus Peters do you want do you want a a ball hawking superstar that just wants to make a turnover all the time or do you want a ball hawking Superstar cornerback that's very good at interceptions, and but won't rip the ball out of the defender's hands once it's in there. Like it's, it's a tough decision. I'm I'm leaning towards I want the the Marcus Peters that won us the game against Carolina, mm. not the Marcus Peters that missed a couple of tackles against the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, but um, when you see a player running in like that and you think you're expecting the hit, you're ready you're ready for that hit. Yeah, yeah. and it yeah, doesn't happen. And you're like, what's he doing? Just hit him. Just hit the guy. You know. Um, okay, so, so maybe we go happy medium. We just want him to light up a couple of guys every now and then. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a bit it's similar in soccer as well, isn't it? Really, if it's early in the game, you want to you want to try and launch somebody in the uh, you know in the shins or something like that, don't you? Just to make them aware that you're there. 
I don't know. I wasn't a fan. So. <laughs> oh, it's a nor- it's a northern thing. Will be it's all Sunday league. You know, you used to get a lot of that. Um, but you always had a player where you just thought you'll give him a, like a shoulder bar or something like that, just to put them on the put them on their ass. Uh, just, yeah, probably wearing colourful boots. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, no, up here, up here, you get murdered. Um, <laughs> you, yeah, I remember a guy had uh, pink boots on. He didn't last long. Um, yeah, uh, but you want. Peters or somebody like that. If even if they don't tackle for the rest of the game, just just put a hit on one of them just to get into the, uh, you know, the mindset of the receiver. Really. Yeah. I'm, okay, you've won. <laughs> just one hit will do. Just one hit. One big hit. Over. Marcus Marcus Peters light someone up in Oakland. <laughs> yeah. Do do what uh, what Berry did to uh, who was it again? Octavius Murray was it? And he picked him up, slammed yeah. him down. They also had um, Derek Johnson last year as well against oh, the Oh, that was a hit. And yeah, I want to see another one Thursday night. Yeah, I'd love to see another one of those. Definitely, especially from DJ as well. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go on to the very scarce positives. Um, Kareem Hunt, although he was stifled a lot again in this game, he got another hundred yard rushing game. Hundred yards from scrimmage. Hundred yards, yeah, hundred yards from scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. The first player of first player to ever start his career, um, the first six games with hundred yards from scrimmage, yeah. which is. Fantastic um, return from a third round pick in his rookie season, like in- incredible. Like I think he only had twenty seven yards or something in the at the half, but the second half again, he starts to churn over, starts to take over a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah fantastic. Yeah, uh, couldn't couldn't ask for any more from him. Can't, hats off to him, really. I suppose. Uh, the other positive I've got is uh, I really liked towards the end where we were using Demarcus Robinson more. He seemed to get in a lot of space, a lot of space. Yeah. He had some big shoes to fill, obviously, with Chris Connor yeah. and Albert Wilson. So he needed to step up, and he seemed to get open. Okay, he the one target he did have, he caught very well, and Alex did miss a couple of times on him. But yeah, as long as he's getting open, the opportunities will come his way. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably could have had a touchdown, but Alex overthrew him. I think to for one of those though, I think Alex, um, I, I think Robinson was at fault because I, I don't think he did the route route right. Okay. I think it was one of them anyway. There's me defending Alex Smith again. What am I doing? I <laughs> what, is, what is going on? I am. Demarcus Robinson looks like he's going to be a capable replacement for Chris Connolly. But um, the sooner we get these guys back on offense, um, on the offensive line, Albert Wilson, um, the better. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's, there's one thing we did. We actually missed out. I think from the uh, the negatives, the uh, the touchdown that never was. Your, yeah. your mate Demetrius Harris let's not talk about Demetrius Harris <laughs> <laughs> I am um, I, I, I was on a roller coaster of emotions on Sunday night and so it wasn't do you know what it wasn't the catch that made me tweet about it was it not it, no it was the block in the back when Alex Smith had already run for oh, the first oh yes yeah I remember that and it was the most pointless block I've ever seen in American football and it just I think every now and then Demetrius Harris throws out a little reminder that he used to play basketball and not American football <laughs> and that was one of those plays and I actually tweeted out <laughs> that it was a bit moronic um, was that was those words <laughs> you it, said? no uh, <laughs> <it's not> <laughs> um, but a certain Demetrius Harris um, searched his own name on Twitter <laughs> and responded and, um, to you and found my tweet no he didn't respond he just liked oh, it oh did he like he it? it yeah, oh, yeah, yeah okay. so We've just lost another listener. <laughs> um, one positive I do want to say, and okay, we have ripped into this performance from the Chiefs on Sunday, and but we have pointed out that the whole team played bad, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. as opposed to just one or two. Um, 
Hopefully that's out the system now for a few weeks. The Chiefs are five and one. They have had the toughest schedule of all of the NFL, yep. and we are sitting pretty at the top. Okay, it was a missed opportunity. We could have put some real breathing space in between us, Denver, New England, and Pittsburgh. But the Chiefs are five and one after a ridiculously hard schedule and going into another hard part of our schedule. If we can get two or maybe three wins out of the next four games, mm-hmm. then the Chiefs are going to be very well set up for the number one, if not uh, number two, if not number one seed in the AFC. So yeah, plenty of positives. We just hope it's a blip. Yeah, that because we were never going undefeated, so we were going to lose some games. Well, that's the thing, and I, I know a lot of people are disappointed that the undefeated runs over with. We were the last team, so that's another positive. We were the last team to go undefeated this season. Um, but the other positives: Broncos getting beat, Raiders getting beat. Uh, I honestly mm-hmm. thought the Broncos were going to absolutely hammer the Giants. Um, yeah, me too. And it just seemed to be the other way around. So hopefully something's in the uh, in the water at uh, mile high up there. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think we're kind of running out of positives in a way. I mean, it's 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 always demoralising when you you lose, especially against the Steelers. I really wanted to win this game, and I, it's funny. A lot of a lot of the fans on social media have all been saying, "I'd rather have won this game and lost against the Raiders." Now that's a, that's a huge huge comment to say, isn't it? If you're a Chiefs fan, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't believe that. Had the Raiders had a better start to their season and they were sitting on the same record or maybe one game back from us, and you're talking about the AFC West at, at risk, then there's no way in hell they're, they're going to repeat this. Yes, we don't like the Steelers, but the AFC West title has to be objective number one. And so to do that, you need to win in division. So beating Raiders is paramount um, to that. If we can beat the Steelers on top of that to help us in terms of seeding, then then great. But what we now have got, we've had two games against the Steelers where we ran them pretty close. Mm-hmm. The Steelers have played very well. We haven't played that great, and we've lost for a combined what eight points in those two games. Yeah. So if we do get an opportunity to play them again at our ahead in January, then I fancy our chances because we cannot continue to play well against uh, play badly against this team. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity will arise. I hope. I honestly think we'll meet them. We'll meet them in the playoffs. I, I just feel it in my waters, you know. Yeah, the, well, they are a very good side. You're gonna, you're still gonna have the usual suspects in there. Mm. Denver will make it, I should imagine. The Chiefs will make it. Pittsburgh will make it, and New England will make it. And the the, the last three will um, us, and the last two will obviously be the best teams in it. So there's every chance we're gonna meet Pittsburgh. But no, let's let's. Get another revenge game, shall we? Let's um, revenge part four. <laughs> so let's, <laughs> yeah, let's hope it happens this Best time. Best of four. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Next team wins. Yeah. Um, there's uh, there's a bit of news going around at the minute. There's there's been a couple of players signed. Um, CJ Spiller for the Chiefs. Who's that? <laughs> CJ Spiller, my old friend, isn't it? <laughs> it's it, we've seemed to have. Uh, yeah, he's he's been in, he's been out, he's been in, he's been out. Um, and I think the Chiefs didn't they re- didn't they release Marcus Kemp? Yeah, they did. Well, he played on Sunday, didn't contribute. So, no, yeah, so, that's, that's a no-brainer. Um, we need a running back more than we need a receiver that can't really do much in a game. Yeah. So. Um, well, um, it's, we've had a funny question actually from Carl Stannard. Uh, okay. He says unrelated to the game. What do you think the Chiefs said to CJ Spiller when they call him up over and over again, and why he doesn't say no? <laughs> okay. I reckon this is how it goes. Right. He, Old Brett Veach and old Andy Reid picks up their phone. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. Uh, how you doing, Okie Koki? Fancy coming back? 
<laughs> is that a dad joke? <laughs> yeah, that's a dad joke, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he's out of work, so he, he needs he needs to get paid. So yeah, yeah. Um, he beggars can't be choosers at the end of the day. So yeah, welcome back, CJ. Welcome back, CJ. Uh, and and we we send you on your way when Shikandri uh, West is back. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm actually looking forward to the predictions because I've seen one of the predictions from uh, John Cartwright. Um, shall I spoil it for everyone, or shall I just leave it for the? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of his, well, yeah, the, the John's prediction uh, for this week was that uh, CJ Spiller would uh, score a touchdown and then by half time he'll get cut. <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, you know. Um, which, yeah, it's pretty much the, uh, the the norm at the minute. But if if he goes on and scores a couple of touchdowns this uh, uh, this Thursday, um, <laughs> yeah, nail him on, I'd say. <laughs> Keep him on the yeah. roster. Um, the other player that I'm on about uh, that uh, a team has signed is Bowman for the Raiders, which actually brings us on to the uh, the next part of the short, which is looking right ahead for the the AFC West divisional matchup between the Chiefs and the Raiders. Uh, how's this going then, Tom? How are we doing on this game? We're going to batter them. Yeah, um, I feel that as well. We're the team's angry. The team need to make a, a prove a point after what happened on Sunday. Derek Carr is injured. He's been rushed back. The Raiders aren't playing well. They've just lost four on a trot. Um, the whole It's going to rain. Well, this is the thing. I mean, the whole it's, fans are, are, are really demoralised as well now, aren't they? Exactly. They're just Everything's going wrong for Oakland. The sooner they can get to Vegas, the better mm. at the moment. Um, their season, we've got an opportunity now to kill the Raiders' season. In week seven, yeah. In week seven, we win. We win on Sun on um, Thursday night, Friday morning. Then the Raiders are out the AFC West title race, and they're going to be multiple games back in the playoff race. And not only that, they still will still be in the toughest division in football. Mm-hmm. So we have an excellent opportunity to to kill off their season. And what more motivation do you need as a Chiefs player than to kill off your rival season and to? respond to all your critics after your game on Sunday Yeah, um, it's the perfect bounce back game for the Chiefs mm-hmm. okay it's on a short week that's not ideal but Andy Reid prepares as well as any other coach so I can only see this going one way and I, I see a Chiefs team that are remarkably more rounded than the Raiders mm-hmm. I see a Raiders defence that's not performing very well I see a Raiders offence that is massively underachieving mm-hmm. and then I see an, an injured quarterback um, I see no run game I see no reason for the Chiefs to be scared of the Raiders um, I probably saw more reason to be scared of them last year than I do right now and I can only see a Chiefs win yeah I, th- I think it. I think it's going to be quite convincing as well like you said I think it, it all seems now that um, the, the Raiders are, are, it's all desperation time now isn't it rushing back mm-hmm. car signing Bowman who's pretty much at the twilight of his years now um, and you know having Lynch as well I mean Lynch apparently was that the first game uh, at the weekend where he, he actually got into double digits and rushing um, oh wow yeah first game in since week one I think it was where he got into double digits so it's not working out well for them at the minute and the fans are getting on the back uh, the team looks demoralised Amari Cooper it looks like he just, he just lost it. He just doesn't seem to have got the 
hunger anymore to do. I mean, he, it, when he played against us last season, I said he really gave uh, Marcus Peters a, a, a good run for his money. But he's not looking like that same player at the minute. I don't know what's the problem with him, but um, it just looks as though they, they, like you said, yeah, they, they're just ready for Vegas. They've had it. I think that's pretty much. Uh, I think that's pretty much part and parcel of it all. I think. Yeah, absolutely. The sooner they go, the better. Because yeah. I want to go there. <laughs> you want to go there? <laughs> is that the next uh, Arrowheads abroad trip? Is it possibly? Oh, yeah, possibly. stay Great tuned for that Vegas. one. Stay tuned to exactly. that one. Exactly. Um, Reese on Twitter has actually asked us what's what's our biggest concern heading into this this game this game against the Raiders. Honestly, um, it's got to be on us, isn't it? Khalil Mack, maybe. Um, he's been he's, quiet as well, hasn't he? He's been quiet. Um, the defense is pretty pretty decent. Let's put it that way. I mean, the the, the 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 worst thing for the Raiders at the minute is the offensive line. Yeah, but that's their strongest point part. So, <laughs> which is just. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, that's the that's the strongest part of their team. Um, <laughs> on paper, he's just what 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 are you got to be scared of? What Derek Carr miraculously healing in the next few days? Um, yeah, short time I to get ready. That, I can't see that happening. Um, Michael Crabtree, he's had an okay season, but what's there, what's there to fear there? Jared Cooks not been as explosive as I thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Um, in that offense, there's nothing there to that I fear at the moment. The Chiefs are better than Oakland in all three phases mm. and in coaching. So maybe, maybe the fact that it's on the road on a short week—that's probably the biggest thing to fear. Yeah. Um, not, not. What about the run defense? Well, yeah, but the run defense hasn't been great, but Oakland haven't been running the ball very well. We're talking about uh, an old Marshawn Lynch here. We're not talking about. Le'Veon Bell, the best running back in the league. Mm. Um, if this was six years ago, and we're talking about Marshall Lynch, then then I would be bricking it. Yeah. But this is Marshall Lynch of 2017, who's only there so he don't get fined. Uh, <laughs> he's just there for his brand, isn't he? Trying to sell something in Auckland. That's what he's doing. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing. To, nothing to fear about this Raiders team, and I am hugely confident going into it. Yeah. Yeah. Score prediction. Ooh, put me on a spot. 31-13 Chiefs. Really? Yeah. Do you know, I think I went 35-7. Wow. So yeah. I, I, I'm actually give, gifting them a, a touchdown there, which, uh, nice. yeah, yeah. I thought I'd be, I thought it'd be nice, you know. I thought it'd be nice. nice. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going for a convincing win on this one. And, and like you said, just something just to answer all the critics again, I suppose, uh, that we are still a contender. Six and one, baby. Six and one. That's what we're going for. That's what we're going for. Um, right. I think that's it this week. No, um, it's not. No, is it not? No. I think it, this week, especially um, with what's happened on on Sunday night, I think as an NFL UK based oh yes uh, podcast, I think it's only fitting that not a tribute, but we send our thoughts and prayers out to um, Kevin Cadle's family. Definitely. At the moment. Um, for our American listeners, you might not know who Kevin Cadle is, but he's He's a huge influence on the NFL in the UK. Unfortunately, on Sunday, he lost his life um, to illness. Details haven't been released yet, but um, that's that doesn't matter. Yeah, um, at 62, he passed away on Sunday. But what he did, he was a presenter for Sky Sports on, on the NFL in late 90s, early 2000s, all the way through to a couple of years ago. And 
he was he was the face of the NFL in the UK. Um, really strong character, a Buffalo native, mm-hmm. um, a funny guy. I remember him and Nick Hauling, them two together had the most perfect chemistry. Like him and Neil Reynolds did have good chemistry, but him and Nick Hauling made watching the NFL very very entertaining for us UK fans. And um, on behalf of all of the Arrowheads abroad team and our members, I would just like to say thank you to Kevin for for his work and for helping this game become bigger than it is uh, bigger in this country um, and send our thoughts and prayers to to his family mm-hmm. and well said, man. We're, yeah we're, we're all with you guys and um, I hope that he gets the tribute that he deserves at Twickenham on Sunday yeah. for the Cardinals Rams game there is because, some plans um, isn't there to, uh, to, to honour him yeah I think it would only be fitting because the guy is a legend for the NFL in the United Kingdom and um, yeah he definitely deserves a, a send off from all of us here in the UK yeah I think um, I think everybody who, uh, who watches the NFL has pretty much uh, almost like grown up with uh, with Kevin's words and wisdom and like you said laughs really isn't it um, mm-hmm. he's he's really done a lot to uh, to promote the NFL over here in the UK so Yes, he's going to be sadly missed. He's going to be definitely be sadly missed. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so I, I think that's the end of it now, uh, the end of this week's show. Um, thanks again to Tom uh, for helping me out on this reaction show. We hope that you've we've added some sunshine into your life, obviously apart from the last bit in the uh, in the uh, the podcast there. But um, yeah, don't forget the Chiefs are five and one. The Broncos lost. The Raiders lost, and the Chiefs are top of the AFC West. From one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.